yeah, 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 Second episode of Interviews with Drew. I'm your host, Drew. And to my left, we got the one and only Benji. Thank you for joining me, man. Of course, man. It's Glad great to, to be have you here. We were already having a full-blown conversation. Right, we went right. to Sway. We went to, to, <laughs> different, to mad different things. Sure. And, and and we, we talked a lot about uh, meeting people and how small the world is. Right. And we met at Iona. Right. And so I always like to start where I met the person yeah. at, at. So how was Iona's experience for you? Because on the podcast... On a couple episodes on the damn podcast, we've had not so good reviews about Iona. So I was like, <laughs> let me ask another person what they thought right. about the school. Uh, Iona was interesting, man. I think my experience is probably a little different than most people because like, I played two years on a basketball team and then two years as a regular student. So I kind of got like everything about it. But Iona was cool, man. I got really no complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, made some good friends. Met some good people. Got you. How, did, <clears throat> how, did you, uh, how was the experience on the basketball team? It was cool, man. I played with a, with a, with a, some some crazy guys, bro. Like mm-hmm. I played with some some real hoopers, man. I really enjoyed that. Um, got to go to the March Madness, playing the March Madness tournament. Yeah. That was sick, man. Mm-hmm. My family watching me on TV. Uh, I mean, it it was cool, man. I got no complaints about that, bro. It's really like a once in a lifetime experience, you know. Got you. Yeah, there's AJ English, right. Cedric, oh, man. Uh, Lowry. Isaiah Williams, Kelvin DeMayo, yeah. David Lowry. The, the list goes on. Every, they, every they show year. much. Every year we, we, we went to the to the March Madness. Yeah, man. I own a runs a Mac. I own a runs a Mac. They do. They do. Uh, are you looking at them this year? Yeah, man. They're going to be good this year, actually. I was looking at a couple players. They got uh, Isaiah Washington now, mm-hmm. the Jelly Fame dude. Um that dude EJ's nice. Uh, a couple of the dudes, my man Ricky graduated. Yep, shout out to Ricky. He, yeah, man, four for four. I don't know how you do that. He went on conference <laughs> yeah. championship all four years. That's that's crazy. Different. That's dope. What was the best moment uh, of of your college basketball career? We would say definitely the end. I mean, going to that March Madness tournament, we played in the uh, Denver Nuggets arena, and the way the March Madness tournament works is that if you buy a ticket for that day, especially in the first round. You get to watch all the games mm. for that day, right? So the arena's packed, sold out every game because everybody's yeah. watching more than one game, right? So it was crazy. Um, that was sick. We played Iowa State. They have a couple pros that are like a couple dudes that are on the, I think the Jazz, George Niang and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that was cool. They treat you like a pro. Like you get to the <laughs> locker room, like your name is there. They got a bunch of, they had this table full of any, I was about to say all the food, any fruit, any. Energy drink, anything you could think Damn. of. They got a bunch of stuff waiting for you in the locker. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get to the hotel, your name's on the bed. It was it was crazy. <laughs> Damn. And and then and at the end, I I hit a three, which was sick. From like, I mean, my foot was damn near on the logo, which was dope. Damn. Ah, oh, you uh, hit a Dame Lillard three. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was at the end of the game. Like I didn't play much yeah. or whatnot. But uh, but it went in. So I was hyped, man. So but it was a good time, man. That was probably like. The craziest, craziest thing ever, bro. That's dope, man. That's yeah. something that that not everybody gets to experience. For sure. Even if you don't go to to the pros, like at least For sure. going to like you said, going to March Madness tournament, right? Seeing all that, experience all that, that must be crazy. Yeah, man. Um, you must have not wanted to come back to campus. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, listen, here. man, it was crazy. <laughs> Food, all that. Yeah. It, was, it was a good experience, man. Let no complaints. Like, let me stay here. Um, so you you did that, and you were a mass comm major as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, Got yep. You. What led you into mass comm? I mean, you know, like most like freshmen, sophomore, uh, the thing you like to say to yourself is I'm a good people person. 
You know mm. what I mean? That's what people say, right? Mm. I'm a good people person. Um, Masscom is that, but a lot more, right? So that was interesting to me. Um, the idea of media and that digital space always intrigued me. So um, I always wanted to get into that. And Ma- Iona had a good Masscom sector, yeah. you know what I mean? They had a good Masscom section. And so a couple of my friends were in the classes, and one thing led to another, and there I was. I was like, Masscom it is. Yeah, that happened to me, too. It was, it was I had to take one more class, mm-hmm. and then friends were in that class, and were like, yeah, just join, take it. And That's how it goes, man, I seriously. I lucked out with Miss Cosby. Right. Oh, the, God bless Miss Cosby. I still, <laughs> wow. Greatest, wow, wow, wow. teacher. Come on, man. Yeah, man, she um, was amazing. I still actually messaged her, like, when I first got into the workforce, like, I mm-hmm. spoke to her. And she referred me to somebody else and just through LinkedIn and stuff. And nah, Miss Cosby made. She just had a book that came out too. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Pretty, shout out to Miss Cosby. Shout out man. to Miss Cosby. Shout out to Miss Cosby. But teachers, teachers like that definitely play a big part Huge. on on students Huge. and what you become. Because I'm like, maybe if I had a different teacher, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be 100%. doing mass comm and everything 100%. like that. Because um, I was originally a psychology major. Mm. And then after sophomore year, I was like, I, I'm really digging mass comm. I had taken more mass comm classes at that point than psychology. Right. So I was like, originally I was going to minor in it. But then I was like, you know what? Let me let me just switch well, and, and go full-blown mass comm. 100%, and bro. 100%. You lucked out with, with the internships and everything like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, where are you working now, though? You said that you were in the workforce. Yeah. So I'm working at a, a company called eMarketer. It's a digital marketing research firm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool. We're actually merging with Business Insider. So they're about oh, nice. to become one company. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool, man. Got the job. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you off pure luck. Uh, like in the sense that I was sitting on my couch at home and they reached out to me via LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take it seriously at first. because yeah. um, I was in Switzerland at the time. And I was like, I didn't know whether I wanted to live because my parents live over there and I didn't know whether I wanted to live in Europe or come back to the States after college graduate I was kind of in that limbo space mm-hmm. um, and my dad was he's pressing me like what are you going to do what are you going to do and I was like I don't know and I just <laughs> so I just messaged back on LinkedIn and yeah. one thing led to another I literally did an interview on FaceTime yeah. uh, I toured the office on FaceTime I had been there I flew back to the States on a Saturday uh, and started work that Monday where'd you stay? Uh, I had to stay like different places, man. Like, cause I had a couple homies that are still yeah. in New York. You know what I mean? So I yeah. stayed around, um, and it was, it was chill, man. It was a good time, bro. I mean, yeah, that's I got no complaints. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time. I was staying with her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, man, it was it was clutch. I mean, I I just had to. It was one of those things where I was like, All right, I'm out. I'm moving. That's dope. That's one of the reasons why why I wanted to start this because everybody has a story. Hundred percent. That's like a movie in itself. Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, flew yeah. That Saturday, and boom, Monday, I'm, I'm starting to work. That's I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of like my philosophy, though, right? Like, you can't be scared of those kind of things. Like, mm-hmm. like Will Smith once said, like something something along the lines of like, the best things in life come at the opposite end of fear. You know, so like I I like embrace the uncertainty and. Here I am. I was like, it worked out perfect. Yeah, that's definitely true. And one thing that I said is is try to be proactive, not reactive. Mm-hmm. Like if you want it, just just go get it. Like right. just try your hardest and and try to reach that. Right. Um. So you mentioned that your parents live in Switzerland. So yeah. all four years through Iona, they they lived in Switzerland. Yeah, we go back every summer. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So how is how is that kind of kind of vibe? Because I lived at home. Right. So I saw, I saw yeah, my parents yeah, yeah. every day, uh-huh. and I was like, "When do I move out? When do I move out?" Yeah. So how did how did that feel? Because did you go to school in Switzerland originally? Yeah. So I went. I did part of high school in Switzerland. I did uh, some time in uh, in Florida at a mm-hmm. basketball academy, um, which was cool too. So I actually moved out of the house a lot earlier than most. Yeah. Because um, my parents were in Switzerland the entire time, so um, it was interesting, man. It forced me to kind of grow up a little bit uh, faster. 
Definitely. Um, the biggest plus on my life, and it's still the biggest plus on my life, is my older brother, Joseph, uh, who's currently living in Bali. That guy's a free soul, man. Wow. If you ever get to meet him, he's the type that makes you want to drop everything and become like super zen and just yeah. go out. There. You know what I mean? That's all him, man. That's all his vibe. Um, but he's he's the man, bro. It, it, kudos to him for, for you know all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he kind of helped me guide through a lot. He went to Iona as well, mm-hmm. so we overlapped about two years. Okay. Um, and he went to the school in Florida with me as well. So I did all that with my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of four, so it was like us two, and then the next two did their own thing. All brothers? Yeah, all brothers. Uh, no sisters. God bless my mom. <laughs> I don't know how she did it, but she did it. Here we are. Um, <laughs> but the benefit is that, like, when she walks around, it's like she got a little small army protecting her, man. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody's getting near mom. Yeah, right. that's true. I'm the only brother. I'm the yeah. only boy in the, in the house. So, yeah. So Out of how many? Uh, two sisters. Okay, one okay. One younger. So, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. No, that's cool, though. But, yeah, but that's that's something that, that I'm looking forward to. Like, I say that there's, like, five things that I'm looking forward to. One, to, like, feel like I made it in my career. Right. Two, get married. Three, right. have kids. Four, uh, re- retire. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... And... and, and to be happy and peaceful. Right. Like, that's where I want to be, you know, a little bit later, like when I'm like 60, for sure, 60 for years sure. old, like, and just be like, I'm done. Without a doubt. Maybe work on a side, do a podcast here. Right. And there, but yeah, just, why not? I'm just done. Why I'm not? chilling and, I, and I'm living life because I feel like a lot of adults, like now with politics, especially, they're like, nah, I want the power. Like, they still want yeah. the power and want to keep it. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool. Their parents live there. So we've, we've spoken before. I think it was at the NBC. When, when NBC came to school. Yeah, NBC University. And then, and then we were like, I, I, I told you that uh, my dad is Dutch. You were like Switzerland and stuff like that. So we're right. very international. So we're going to yeah. get, get into that a little bit more. For sure. Um, but where did you go to elementary school? Like, did you start out in Switzerland? Yeah, I was in Switzerland. Whole, yep. So you were in Switzerland your whole life? Right. Oh, okay, got you. So yeah, you I lived in Ethiopia then. for a little bit as well. Okay. That was when I was younger, but majority time Switzerland. Where did you, when did you move? Oof. Uh... I was like a year old, two years old. Got you. Um, but I was like back and forth. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's very different, right? Like mm-hmm. Switzerland's Switzerland's cool, man. Like the, like that country's crazy. Um, if you just see how it's run, mm. it's like military precision, man. It's wild, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the trains are never on time. Like if the train comes at three fifty eight, three fifty seven, you're gonna see the lights, like the the train coming like it's a big thing if the train is late like yeah. little stuff like that you know yeah. um but yeah i still got a lot of friends over there man um i still got a lot of a lot of a lot of good friends a lot of team old teammates and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are over there and uh i try to go back every year um gotcha. see the family yeah what made you start playing basketball oh man ball i mean I, I i first started playing football um soccer rather yeah, yeah. um so that's how it started because everyone does that over there True. And um, I got tall, <laughs> right? So I got tall, um, and we. I had this coach. His name we used to call him Coach T, mm-hmm. and he was like a six six dude. Um, still talk to him to this day, man. He's the man. Shout out to Coach T, and his sons TJ and Matt. And uh, and it was just one thing after another, and I kept seeing. And my older brother used to play, so I used to go to his games, and I just started falling in love, like mm-hmm. real slowly, like here and there. I started liking it, mm-hmm. and then I got to start watching Kobe. Yeah. And that's where it was over. It was yeah. done. As soon as I saw Kobe play, I was like, nah, that's that's who I want to be. I want to be that guy. Because mm-hmm. uh, he reminded me of myself. He grew up in Italy. He spoke yeah. a different language. He mm-hmm. was, you know what I mean? He was yeah. that kind of international vibe, but knew he was he was sick, man. And after that, bro, it took off. And I just kept kept hooping from there. And I never looked back. 
Got you. No, that that's usually how it goes where right. you just fall in love with the sport and, and kids, that's why we, we try to tell them that the sport will give you camaraderie, it'll right. teach you different like life lessons mm-hmm. within the sport. But that's dope that you found that. Um when you when you transitioned from uh Switzerland to the States, mm-hmm. what was the difference in in, in the game? Because Europe they're more finesse, yeah, everybody says, yep. and and here's just power. Like, so go dunk on somebody. Man, the biggest thing is the athleticism some of these people have over here is <laughs> off the chain. Like, it's mad. It's mad. Like, these guys, I got there and I was like, all right, cool. Like, I, I was normally, like, taller, you know, more athletic. None of that. Like, bro, they were these kids. I remember this guy. His name was John Michelle. He was 15 years old, about 6'7", 215 pounds from Senegal. And he was just a beast. Mm. He's just a beast, man. Like that, and that's my man to this day. And I was just like, this is crazy, you know. Like, start seeing six, nine, seven footers, yeah. da 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 da. But I adapted pretty well. Mm. Um, and that's where I decided, all right, I need a jump shot. Because yeah. if I'm, you know, if I'm gonna stay now, I need a jump shot. So that's where I started training on that. And one thing led to another. And I adapted to the game pretty quickly. Gotcha. Uh, and I remember seeing like when the separation happened was like between my sophomore and junior year. Cause like my freshman sophomore freshman sophomore year I was freshman year I was in Switzerland sophomore year and then it kept going going and then like I started seeing separation and when I would come back in the summer it was it was over like it was different like yeah, that's yeah. when like I really started like cooking people I used to know look up to and like yeah, that's when it got home, real like, fun gotcha. that's when it got real fun yeah what position did you play shooting guard got you got yeah you. yeah did you choose that position or was that given to you um I mean. I kind of molded into that position mm-hmm. because, like, I'm a slim guy, so I'm not the most, like, I don't I don't bang down there. I don't, like, try to, I'm more of, like, a finesse player. So mm-hmm. I ended up liking to shoot, staying in the outside more. Mm-hmm. And then I grew tall, so, like, a tall shooter. Yeah. Everyone wants a tall shooter, right? So mm-hmm. I ended up getting into that. Uh, in high school, I was more of, like, a combo guard, but more shooting guard. And then in college, it was, like, strictly shooting. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. When watching basketball growing up in, in Switzerland, did you... Did you idolize any other uh, any other basketball players besides Kobe? It was just strictly Kobe, and then that was it. Kobe and Dwight Howard. Okay. I don't know Howard. why, but his Orlando days, I was like, yo, this guy's I was, was going to say Tracy McGrady. Yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> nah, to, uh, Tracy McGrady. My older brother liked Tracy McGrady. Okay. But I don't know what it was. It was Dwight Howard. I think it was maybe after that Superman dunk and all that kind of yeah. stuff, all that hoopla. I was like, dude, this guy's sick. Mm-hmm. This guy's a beast, you know. I know I can't play like him, but I like how he plays. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was it was it was him, Kobe, and then Dwight Howard, and then obviously now the third was came LeBron. When Kobe was in the league, I didn't like LeBron. I was like, yo, Kobe's better. Da, 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 da. As soon as Kobe retired, I was like, yo, this LeBron's the goat. I was about to say, well, who is better now? Okay. Nah, LeBron's the goat. LeBron all time, all time, over Jordan. Period. Yo, Dom. <laughs> period we'll have this conversation later I, I mean period like there's no <laughs> got you to me there's no there's no debate that, that's what I'll be saying yeah I'm there's like, no debate man LeBron's son gonna be an NBA you can't you can't be Michael Jordan have bad genes like you know literally I mean? and your son is terrible <laughs> and LeBron gonna be Mark one words LeBron gonna be the first person to have 30,000 points 10,000 rebounds 10,000 assists you think so gonna be the first guy how do you think he's gonna do this year <sighs> did you see that preseason game I saw clips of it bro my God, it's gonna be. I saw clips of that. It's gonna be now. Nah, the Davis. Lakers, the Lakers are back, man. And I've been a Laker fan forever. I was a Kobe fan, so I became mm-hmm. a Laker fan by default. And I just want to say this to everyone that's on the bandwagon now: if you weren't with us when Robert Sacre was our center, 
and and Tariq Black and all of them, that starting lineup, don't rock with us now. <laughs> like, don't come over now. We that don't want every, you. That was every Golden State fan before yeah, they got on the Yeah, we don't want you like, now. No, no, no. Stay over there. Got you. Uh, my mom was a... Uh, was, um, was a Laker fan, so then Word. I was like, I just grew up a Laker fan. That's dope. But I always idolized uh, Allen Iverson. Yeah, because I was always shorter, so yeah, I was man. like, "You go, man. You That's go my guy." Me. Right, um, right. Speaking of parents, did your parents always support you throughout uh, football? And uh, we're gonna use the correct term: football, football. And, and basketball. Football. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my parents didn't play sports. Mm-hmm. They really didn't know much about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother would support because we went because we were playing so she just wanted to be with us mm-hmm. my dad on the other hand really didn't know anything about the sport until we started playing and then he started studying mm-hmm. he's one of those dads like he started studying he said okay he started watching he started watching Michael Jordan he started watching Kobe he said, watching oh the these pros. are the things they do yeah. this is what y'all should be doing he would wake us up my dad is a, is a very serious guy. Anybody that has Nigerian parents know they're very... You get me? Mm-hmm. Um, so we wake up in the morning, 6.45 every day. Mm-hmm. Either on the on the weekdays, 6.45 every day, get ready for school, boom, 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 make your bed, all that. On the weekend, 6.45 every day, we get up, go on like bike rides for maybe a couple hours, mm-hmm. um, go, to the, go to the park, you know what I mean? Work out, like... Yeah. That's how my dad was. Like he was like, if you're gonna do something, you're gonna do it correctly. Yeah. You get me? Like that's how that's his mentality. He grew up poor. He grew up very, very poor. So yeah. he didn't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made sure that we didn't. Uh so yeah, my dad was supporting that sense, man. But but when it comes to like basketball terms and all this like who other stuff, he knows nothing about none of that. He knows about hard work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. But he knows nothing about like the NBA. Okay. Nah, he doesn't yeah. know much about that, you know? That's kinda like my parents a little right. bit. Um like the opposite because I played hockey mm. and my dad he played a little bit because he's Dutch so in the Netherlands they played outside skating right. and things like that my mom from Cameroon knew nothing, nothing. about the sport but <laughs> me playing it every every day going she drove me even yeah. in Canada oh, she yeah. had her own hair salon like she would close up bring me bring me to school wow, bring me wow, here wow. and stuff like that she so learned it and then she, she started to fall in love with it too so that, that's interesting to say that and um, also Lewis Hamilton yeah, uh, F one F one racer. The man, his dad. They would they would build the cars together. Just right. everybody would have the nice new cars, and mm-hmm. then they show up. They have the rickety car, and right. everybody's like, "What?" And then he whoop everybody ass. They like, okay, he's different. <laughs> so, yeah, different. It's, it's, it's great to have Lewis parents. Hamilton is crazy, man. It's great to have parents uh, uh, support you like that. Uh, you, you said that all your brothers play basketball as well, or no? Uh, three out of the four of us. Three out of the four. The third one, the one that's right under me, Michael, yeah. uh, plays so- plays football. Okay. And uh, he's playing at St. Francis, Brooklyn. Okay, nice. So he's actually close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two are far. So, my, like I said, my older brother's in Bali and the youngest mm-hmm. one's in Florida. Um, basketball? He's a basketball Same player. Same school you went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like a family affair down yeah, there. Like, nah, it makes sense. Honestly, the, all, four of us, all four of us went there. Yeah, it's a legacy thing. And like we, I like the owner. Impact Basketball is the name of the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So he's down there doing his thing, man. Both of them, both of my little brothers are absolutely doing their thing. Absolutely killing it, man. That's dope. So when it comes to soccer, who's your favorite? Oof. This is an ongoing debate, man. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Lionel Messi takes the cake. Messi, okay. Lionel Messi takes the cake. Dude, this guy's unreal. Yeah. Unreal. It's magical to watch him play. It is. Yeah, he's he's a sick player, man. Every time the World Cup comes on, every, that's everybody's talking about. He's in every commercial. He's yeah, it's Lionel, that. man. I mean, don't get me. CR7, Cristiano's nice, bro, but <laughs> pff, Lionel, different. Got you. 
Uh, what do you think about um, about what's this called? Neymar. Neymar. Neymar is good, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's a killer. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, the guy has moves for days. Uh, skilled, both feet. He can do it all. Pass, shoot. Um, Anybody growing up that you idolize? Growing up, oof, I mean, so I'm Nigerian, so I like the Eagles, the Nigerian Eagles. Mm. So I was a big Kanu fan or Kocha fan. Um, if anybody knows who they are, they're killer players. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, Messi was that guy for me, bro. Messi was that guy I used to watch, and uh, I still remember I was so hyped. There's this Turkish Airlines commercial, and it's Messi and Kobe in the same yeah, commercial. Yeah. I went nuts. Uh, yeah. I went nuts. I went nuts. I said, I'm flying Turkish Airlines when I get older. I went nuts. Nah, like, you it's got mad, me. You got, a, you got a supporter right here. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Uh, for me, it would, it would probably be Robin. Okay. Because oh, the was... speed. I, I remember when they Unreal. played when they played uh, in, in the finals against Spain. He over put he yeah, passed somebody man. I was like what yeah I was man. like the defender had no chance and I was Killer. like this guy is great but he's, he's just fragile right so he kept getting injured and hurt yeah like a couple two world cups that we that I believe we should have at least one should have went to the finals yeah because it was uh penalty kicks mm-hmm. and then the other one it was the final obviously mm-hmm. and then he just he just missed every shot and, right. and my dad was like we just don't win yeah like, we get yeah, all yeah. the way and then can't we just do don't but the Netherlands was always finish. good coming up Netherlands always had a good Van Persie yeah. Van Persie um, Snyder Coit Coit oh yeah. man they had yeah they had a good squad man yeah they had we, a good squad and hopefully hopefully we're we're kind of like in a rebuilding stage yeah so hopefully, yeah yeah the young guys the are coming up. up. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get that for sure. Um, so going back to one thing about Iona, mm-hmm. um, what was your favorite part throughout your whole stay besides basketball? Hmm. Hmm. Crazy how you gotta think about it, right? Iona, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? One thing I really liked that I think I wouldn't have got at a bigger school was like the sense of community, mm-hmm. uh, especially in some of the classes. Right, yeah. like the classes are like max thirty people, mm-hmm. um, so it's cool. You can always talk to your professor or talk to some other people. So that part I liked about it. Um, I guess that's that's something I liked and disliked, right? Because it yeah. kind of felt like a glorified high school in a sense. It did. That's what I was uh, saying. right. Yeah. You know, but like that also gave it a different feel because when you walk on campus, you're gonna see mm-hmm. ten, fifteen, twenty people you know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and True. that's always cool. You know, well, Moses, like, you're gonna see ten hundred people. You know, what I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just Every single time you walk, this man, yo, what up? I'm like, you're trying to have a conversation. He's yeah. just saying hi to everybody. No, yeah. for real, that's how it goes, man. I mean, yeah. it was cool though. I mean, I mean, shout out to Iona, man. I, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have traded it. Looking back, I wouldn't have traded it mm-hmm. because now doing the internships and and being at Sirius and everything like yeah. I would not be here if I, if, yeah. I, if I went to a different school but like while I was there I was like I wanted to go to Temple right that was that was my thing I wanted to go to a bigger school uh-huh. and they have a hockey team too there so oh, I was like man. Yo, I, would, I would love to put but I got a scholarship okay because I went to Iona Prep so I got a scholarship for Iona College and I was mm-hmm. like I'm not going to do that to my parents of course like, not come on I'm that's just, yeah yeah I'm just, I'm just college the biggest scheme in the world Exactly. If you can get by, you can get. You got to get by. <laughs> That's true because we, t- we talked about student loans and, and just dealing yeah. with all of that, and it's just it's terrible. And, right. And, and um, with my older sister, she went to school as well, so it was just hard to hard to deal with that. So I was of like, course, let, me man. Just, let me just stay it's grounded. Expensive. And stay here. It is for no reason. It really is. Um, but now you're in the workforce, so let's talk about that a little bit. What does your job entail exactly? So what do you do at what was it was um, e marketers e marketers? Yeah. So I do a lot of. Um, Marketing automation. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with a lot of. Uh, 
I work with a lot of different sponsors on, they do some sponsorship programs and they do demand gen. Mm-hmm. Um, so my job is to actually build the marketing campaign on the back end. Like I'm operations. So we have sellers on our team, but I'm the operations. So I like basically bring every, everything to life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I build all the campaigns and then they pay for, <clears throat> they pay for uh, leads essentially um, for their now sales teams and stuff. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's cool, man. Uh, I've learned a lot on the job. They taught me coding, which is great, like HTML, CSS, yeah. all that good stuff, which I didn't yeah. learn in school. Um, shout out to Iona. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's it's dope, man. I I got, can't complain. I got a, some some real cool uh, coworkers, which are awesome. That's that's uh, that's a big plus. Yeah, make or break. That you could, enjoy, that you could like that make you like or break. You enjoy, yeah. yeah, I got really lucky because I guess at the time they were hiring a lot of people, so like. I guess you can call it my class of coworkers. Like we yeah. all came in at the same time. Okay. So now we all pretty much stick together. Like we all, you know, eat lunch together mm-hmm. and like we all vibe together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's mad cool, bro. It's mad cool. And you said that they hit you up. Yeah. So they actually hit me up, uh, but not for the position that I'm in now. Okay. I originally it was a different position, um, and then actually remember that NBC where we met. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up doing that NBC Universal internship, oh, nice. right? Uh, and it was with their ad sales team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that, whatever was on my resume, boom. So I was in this other position, and then this position on their ad sales team operations opened up. Mm-hmm. And I started reading the description. I was like, yeah, this looks interesting. And then this, the one lady, uh, which is the HR manager, her name is Maite. Shout out to Maite. She's the one that hit me up on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, yo, I think this could be good for you. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to look into it. Mm-hmm. And because of my ad sales background in NBC Universal, they looked they looked at me more and they were like, yo, like he could be perfect for this. And mm-hmm. one, one thing led to another, boom, boom, boom. And now I'm on this team. Um, and I like it a lot better than my old position. I was, it was originally a sales position that I was in uh, first way, but now it's no longer sales because I couldn't deal with that lifestyle. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm much more attached to revenue, which I like a lot better. You know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, it makes me. It makes you more important. It makes your team. You know, yeah. they look at your role with more value. So uh, that was a key. That was a key for me. I was like, I got to. I got to get attached to revenue. So gotcha. I'm actually making money for this place, and they yeah. know my the worth. You know. Yeah, when did you make money for them? And it's full time gig. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats, because that that's absolutely. the that's the thing that that's hard for people out of school, especially now, to find a full time job. Yeah. Before it was work here twenty, thirty years, forty years maybe. You get your you get your retirement pension mm-hmm. and everything, and then boom, that's it. Now it's kind of like yeah. we're moving through a lot of jobs. Like you said, like you had one. In, I had my first internship at Efron, Efron Films. Then I went to Sirius. Now, right. now I'm at I'm at Sirius still, but I might move around. Like I'm looking in within that, like you, As you to should. move around and things like that. As you should. And what what was your first internship? Uh, my very first internship was with the United Nations. Nice. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. <clears throat> um, that was a dope experience. That was in Switzerland. Okay. Um, that was cool. I got to speak at like the the 35th Human Rights Council. Um, in front of like the high council and all that, that was that was a dope experience. It gave me like um, public speaking skills and, yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. Um, then after that was NBC Universal. Okay. Worked with them for a while, um, and then after that I had graduated. When did you get the first internship? My junior year. Oh, okay, because so I got summer my, my junior year. Like 
so senior year actually it was, it was the last last semester of senior year and yeah. then the serious one was this summer mm. so like i had one more class that i had to take mm. and then without that class i wouldn't have been able to intern so that kind of <laughs> that was like a blessing right there crazy how that my works. mom was like oh my god you have one more class and i'm like no this is perfect they right. gotta have one more right right um, right so this boost boosted me because i would have been still working at at a, at a store probably for sure uh, the same store that i was working at so so thank God for that. It's um, crazy how the world works, man. The universe is crazy, man. It is. It is. It's unreal. What would you give? What advice would you give to students right now who are seniors, like in terms of looking for jobs and looking for for positions? Because Kate Pierce, who I saw this morning, she's actually interning at Sirius right okay. now, and Demerges, he worked there, so he's pushing, pushing, pushing. But not everybody gets the luxury of getting NBC, Sirius, and things sure. like that. So what would you say would be like some steps <clears throat> to to getting a full time job? One thing that was like passed over my head when I was there, like I heard it, but I didn't take it seriously. LinkedIn is your best friend. Mm -hmm. It is your best friend. Like, listen, that thing does so much. If you go on there, like, like even now, same thing I tell, like I've, I've been on like with my company, I like, I went to like Rutgers and I was like one of those career fair people. It was oh, weird okay. being on the other yeah, side, yeah. you know? And like they were telling us like, what's one thing you would tell people? And I kept telling people, man, keep your LinkedIn updated, mm -hmm. keep it relevant, post content. And, like, don't be afraid to message people. Like, that's what it's meant for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you find an organization that you want to be a part of, go message people. Go find what you're interested in. Find people that are in there because you can find anyone on there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And go in there and, and don't be afraid to be, hey, I would love to take you for coffee. True. Um, and let me just chat you up for, yeah. let me just chat you up for 15 minutes if you have it, you know? If that's you don't, underrated. oh, it's cool. Let me just get an email. Um just like that, like th a connection I made literally through LinkedIn was uh, uh, the now ex-president of the NBA G League, Malcolm Turner. Damn. Um, he was, his wife worked at the company I worked for and she was leaving. Oh, okay. Right? And I was like, man, I know this is your husband. Like, I would love to just chat him up. Yeah. But, and she was like, yeah, you know, like message him. And like, so I connected with him on LinkedIn. I connected with a couple other people that he knew. Um, so he knew my name he would see my name pop up mm -hmm. here and there and then that's when I this was before I talked to his wife and I was like and then I talked to his wife and then I got on the phone with him chatted him up took him out you know for just a quick uh, coffee and got some good insight from him man and, and that would be sick like ultimately my dream I'd love to work for the NBA mm -hmm. uh, I'd love to do that eventually so I'm gonna see how I'm gonna get there got you no that's a that's definitely a thing that that's becoming more and more relevant right um, because originally I was like LinkedIn like okay cool like I'm, yeah. just have my, I'm gonna just have my resume and then that's it but then even even just searching through jobs on there it was one it was a little bit easier mm -hmm. two they come to you sometimes mm -hmm. with linkedin and i was like okay and all the professors all the teachers and, and everybody that you know is on there so mm -hmm. it's like your professional business page it's like everything that you put on a resume is there everything. and you could put more you can keep right. adding more because the resume is what one page yeah and maybe two pages right. and that's all you have but linkedin you could keep adding post content because now um even even posting uh, a job that i that i recently got like mad people were like oh congrats what's this and that but i was like oh serious man. yeah serious man yeah so so linkedin is, is definitely a good tip um, and it uh it, it honestly like it's a snowball effect, especially once you get your first job. Yeah. Like, man, I get hit up for full-time opportunity. I literally get hit up for full-time opportunity. In, in a month, yeah. I'll get hit up maybe like 20, 25 times of different recruiters because, you know, yeah. that's their job mm -hmm. to place people. And, like, once they see you have some experience in one type of, man, it just keeps going. So now, like, yeah. it's it's that's not a difficulty for me anymore, you know? Like, yeah. if 
you know? I'd be mad. I'd be like, yo, where were y'all at when I was... <laughs> that's what you start thinking, right? But, I mean, I guess I <laughs> see it, it from their sense. perspective, though, because yeah. you didn't know what I could do beforehand. Exactly. I was just a college graduate. Yeah. Now I'm no longer a college graduate. Got a year under my belt. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't tell you how many people, how many recruiters hit me up all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. No, now they see exactly what you could yeah. do. And they're like, oh, okay, now we, we can see where to utilize and where to put them. Because right. before that, you have no currency. Yeah, I, exactly. It's a good way of putting it. You, you have no currency. You can't make them money, or they don't think you can. Right. They don't know your abilities and your skills and right, stuff like right, that. Right. So it's, it's like sports. Like If you don't play high school basketball, you're not playing college. Right. If you don't play this, you're not playing that. Yeah. So, so that's definitely a good thing. Except they're changing that now. If you don't play college, you can get to the league. Lamelo yes. Ball. That's true. <laughs> true. That right, true. man. Which I'm hyped for. Do you think he will get to the league? Absolutely. Because Leandro Lane. <laughs> no, Leandro. Leandro. You know, he needs to get healthy. He might get a shot. I liked him. I actually liked him more than people. Most people gave him credit for. I think he's a pretty good basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Ball family. Like their whole thing. I think. I think it's dope. I mm-hmm. think their their dad is a marketing genius. 100. percent. Um, Lonzo, the guys, bro. The guys, nice. Mm-hmm. I wish he was never traded. I would have yeah. loved to keep him on the Lake Show, but I understand how the business goes. Leandro, that dude's always hurt, it seems. Uh, yeah. But Lamelo, man, he's going. Whew, he's going to be dirty. He's dude. nice. He's I gonna make it to the league, man. He's gonna he's gonna change the game. And he's the youngest, so so he's yet he, he grew up playing with the older brothers, and then the youngest is always the nicest. Just like yeah. my youngest brother, he's gonna be the nicest <laughs> one. I'm telling you, man, he's already getting yeah. some interest. You're already playing with people Stay two, tuned. three years, four years older than you. Like you pick up skills quicker, and always. Then you, just, you just dominate a little bit more. Yeah. One thing that did happen um, with with international ball, uh, I believe it was Spain. Was it Spain or France? Or, or there was a team that beat the USA mm-hmm. finally. Uh, both teams. For, uh, USA lost twice. Oh, they lost twice. Yeah. Oh, they lost to France, and then they lost to Croatia. That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was think, mad, bro. It was so crazy. Do you think the future is going to be more spread out evenly? No. <laughs> the will. United States has the single best basketball players in the world, and yes. that's not going to change for a long time. Gotcha. If they went out there with the Steph Currys, the LeBrons, that's the Kevin true. Durant yes. of the world, yes. blowouts. Yes. Every time. That was all because they didn't go. Yeah, man. They took a, they took Jason Tatum, and I don't and no knock to Jason Tatum and them. Like They're nice, but... They're not Kevin Durant. They're not yeah. LeBron. Like let's let's be real. Yeah. Like, you remember watching the? I don't know if you watched, but like the two two thousand eight Olympics, when it had like oh, Kobe, Kobe, LeBron, LeBron Dwayne, yeah. Dwight, yeah. Um, Dream Team, Michael Red. Uh, who else was on that team? Anthony Davis was on that team. Mm-hmm. All those guys. Everybody. Unreal. Yeah. Like they destroyed everyone, and then after the team got destroyed, people started taking pictures with them. <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's a yeah. different, it's a different level. No, it's the level they, they they look up to, and everybody everybody's trying to beat them. They're they're the monsters. There's you, levels, you man. Could say. It's levels. Um, with this NBA season coming up, though, we have so many good teams now: Clippers, Kawhi Leonard, man. Paul George, Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Yeah, man. What do you what, what do you think is gonna happen? Oof, I don't know. Like it's, that's, I feel like this is the first year you could finally say I don't know. Right, and I am like I haven't been excited this excited for an NBA season in a long time, mm-hmm. in a long time, bro. And I I'm just so hyped. I'm I'm more hyped than anything that my Lakers are good again, but like nice. I'm also hyped to see the competition like. The Rockets, we didn't even mention them. Like, oh, you know, yeah. James Harden. You see, Russell that's Westbrook. what happens. Yeah. Like, there's so many good teams. Yeah. Like, it's really crazy. And, like, I can't wait for it. Like, I literally just bought NBA League Pass the other day nice. for the first time ever. Really? So I was like, nice. I can't miss any of these games. 
True. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. I'm not going to miss it. Because that's all I watch. I don't really watch TV. Me neither. But I watch sports. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I can't wait. No, that's true because uh, my parents, they they went away for, uh, they went to Africa for my aunt's wedding. So it was just me and my older sister. Nice. They took my little sister. We touched that TV one time. Bro. Yeah, two, yeah, two, yeah, two, dude. Like, uh, we all got the phones and stuff now. So we exactly. don't even. But but NBA is live, sports are live. So mm-hmm. that's the only way you could watch it. I mean, mm-hmm. you could watch it later, but you, by then you already know everything that happened. Come on and stuff. And it's like, Twitter oh, it's too and, late. The, and that. Twitter rules everything for you. It's over. It's over. Um, with the East, we forgot. Uh, <laughs> Philly. Philly. Boston. Uh, yeah. What's good in the East? I call it Milwaukee. Yes, with with uh, Giannis. Yeah, the Greek that, freak. Nigerian freak. Nigerian boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so with with all that, I mean, Kevin Durant is still injured. Yeah, that we know. So who yeah, do you think yeah. is gonna come out in the East? Do you think it's gonna be the Bucks again? No, Philly. Philly. Really? Yeah, Philly man. I got Big JoJo, Joel Embiid. Really? Yeah, it's I been think like the third rebrand. <laughs> yeah, no, but now they picked up Al Horford. <laughs> yes. Um, Tobias is going to be able to play a lot better um, now that Jimmy Butler's gone. Mm. I'm not saying that they're a better team without Jimmy Butler. I'm just saying Tobias is not going to get more touches and play like he was on the Clippers. Um, oh, and God, he, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he, he was left. a killer on the Clippers, man. He was, he was, he was bucket. They were bad, yeah. but he was getting buckets. So many trades. Man. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It's crazy how that happens. Actually, funny story about Joel Embiid. Um, when I was in Florida, I went to a camp and... Uh, so it was it was this uh, like exposure camp. So there's a bunch of college coaches and stuff, mm. and this big ass skinny seven footer walks in, and it's Joel Embiid, mm. but he wasn't Joel Embiid at the time, and he spoke no English, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he's from Cameroon, so yep. he speaks French. So yep. I'm the only dude that speaks French at this camp. Mm-hmm. So they put him on my team. So it's me and Joel Embiid and a couple other guys, a couple of the dudes that I had seen like on the circuit, on the EYBL circuit and whatnot, um, and bro, at the time like. All the scouts were there to see him because I guess they saw the potential. I hadn't heard of him yet, mm-hmm. but they saw the potential. And I remember he was just talking. He was like, yeah, bro. Like, he, he's telling me all this stuff in French. He's like, yeah, man. Like, this country's weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, da-da-da-da-da. He's talking all this stuff. And I'm just trying to explain to him, like, nah, do this. And on the court, we play good. We win a bunch of games because he's big. He's mad strong. He's yeah. mad agile. And he can shoot a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he's killing, bro. He's just eating people alive. Bro, I threw this man a lob. I just tossed it. I didn't even look. I just threw it. He just went up and got it one hand. Boom! Dunked it. I'm like, this is ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this, we, we were all in high school, so at the time, it's just like, this is crazy. Damn. And then, lo and behold, like a few months later, he's playing, 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 boom, boom, boom. Gets off from Kansas. And he, he picks up from there. I see him one other time after that. We play against his team. He was playing for, I forget the name of the high school. But he's playing for some team, and they came to our gym, and we played, and he was just a totally different player. He had bulked up. He was more confident in his moves. Yeah. He was just dunking stuff, talking a little bit of smack in there. I'm like, he bro. He English. I was, yeah, I was like, yo, how you, learn, how you learn English so fast? He's like, bro, I just watch TV, listen to rap songs, boom, boom, boom. And I was yeah. like, damn, JoJo, that's crazy. Yeah. And then after that, he just took off. I didn't really, speak to him again or nothing like that. I never saw him after that, but... Gotcha. Lo and behold, now you see him. He's, yeah, he's nice an all star, star in the see, league, man. Right? Making look what hella, I got. Look what I got. Come hella on, buckets, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever see him again, hopefully he remembers me, bro. But I know, who knows, man. That, that's one thing. A lot of people will they will remember you for even if you think they don't. Like yeah, you, it's true. I mean, but I'm, you 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 help them with with yeah. Like, but yeah. I'm not even the type to hit him up or anything like that or like nah, you know. Nah, like nah. I, if I hit him up now, there's no way he responds. I'm sure he gets a million messages. Nothing. I never got his number or nothing like that. But 
uh, that was just—I guess—that's my claim to fame. You can call it. You get me? <laughs> yeah, but maybe if you hit up one of the 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 owner of the G League or the guy who ran the G League, yeah, hit him up. Be like, hey, you got tickets? That's true. Philly's who knows, coming. man? Who knows? It's a small yeah. world, bro. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is a small world, like you were saying. Um, yeah, man. One of the times I, I had you on Instagram, and right. on Instagram I do a song of the day. Yeah. And I I played a Benny song. Mm-hmm. And I made to tag, tag the me, artist. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You did do that one time. I remember? I, I was like, "What is the it? artist?" Because I I didn't know his Instagram, and <laughs> right. I, I thought I was following him already. I was like, "Oh, it's Benny Art." Yeah, 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 yeah. And it said, and usually uh, uh, artists and and celebrities they put real. Right. Uh, That's true. That's true. And then true. I was That's like, true. "Oh, it's just him." All right. And then and then it went to you, and I was like, "Oh, wait, what?" And then yeah. you Liked it. I was like, "I just liked it." And I was yeah. like, "All right, cool. No <laughs> Maybe he's just showing me the song." Actually, that's how I got put onto your song of the day thing. To be honest, got you. That because then I started paying attention to it because. Like uh, the other day, you had uh, "Yeah" by Burner Boy on there, yeah. which is all time for me. Facts, all time. Every like that party. song, bro, all time for me. Um, Burner's one of my favorite artists. Yeah. I'm sure we're gonna get into music, but oh, like, yeah. Burner's one of my going. favorites, and like, that's what put on it. So now I pay attention to it, to be honest. Thank so you gained yourself a fan, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Yeah, for real. DM random people for real. Bro. DM anybody, DM anybody, and just tag people. Who knows, yeah. man? You never know, dog. Yeah. I mean, you gained a fan through me. For yeah, sure. nah, that's even even with my articles. Like I make sure I tag the person, and, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the people who I did it for, like he he actually responded. So like we've actually been talking, going back and forth. That's and dope. His song, uh, shout out to Jay Howell. His song is is number twenty five on the R and B charts right now. So Whoa. shout out to him. What? He's doing he's doing his thing, man. That's but, mad. And and that's why I did that because I don't want to always go for the for the top slip. They're not good. like we said with Joel Embiid. Yeah, they're not gonna respond. <laughs> right, right, so right. So going to people who maybe have not made it yet, but they're on their way and they're doing mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. They're definitely more likely to respond uh doing that but yeah we could definitely get into music for um, sure so i've, I've kind of had a theme every day uh monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday throughout the whole week monday's uh motivation monday um i've had nipsey up there last week of course rest in, peace, rest in peace to nipsey right. um, rest in power today's talk your shit tuesday so okay. that'd be like the grittiest rap that i could find it's Pop some smoke. <laughs> or something something that really speaks uh right. speaks to people um my mom always said this thing wallahi wallahi yeah and i was like what the hell does that mean <laughs> so then so then um so then i searched it up um and then and then i i wanted to incorporate that and i was uh-huh. like for, i was like for wednesday wednesday and i was like oh well, like, like Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> I like that, okay, bro. Let me let me do that, That's and then so then so now from now on, I'm gonna post uh, African artists, African musicians, mm. and and even and even um some grime artists. Because yeah, they're, they're from a lot of them are are originally from Africa yeah, or have an African background. Yeah, man. So I was gonna do that. Throwback Thursday, Freestyle Friday, and and Soca Saturday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Caribbean people out there. Mm-hmm. And Soul Sundays. That's just whatever makes you feel good. Mainly R and B, Al Green and stuff like that. But but thank you for for actually now for uh, sure, bro. And, I'm telling you, you got definitely like got a fan in me, bro. I'm a, I'm gonna keep my eye on that for sure. And after that, I after uh, the podcast, I actually wanted you to choose a song for tomorrow. Okay, so, all right. So we gonna, I can do, do that for sure. For so sure. So, Burner Boy, man. Hmm. Oluaba. <laughs> he's he's yeah. taking over everything. He's a killer, man. He's a killer, bro. He's taking, Unreal. You go to every party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Everybody. That shit yeah, shuts bro. everything. They don't Unreal. even play the rest of the song. They're like, that's it. Yeah, bro. And it, it gets everybody turned. I mean, it's an it's a, it's a Unreal vibe. My mm-hmm. little brother put me on. My little brother Emmanuel put me on, uh, or Manny, as he likes oh, to go by now. Oh, Manny. That's your middle name. Shout out to Manny. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Manny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we call him E-Man. That's what I call him, but gotcha. I guess his friends call him Manny now. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, man, he put me on to that song, um, and I fell in love with Burn after that song. Listen to that album outside. The whole album, mm-hmm. crazy. Like, the first song on there is More Life, unreal. He was actually on Drake's More Life album. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't get the credits on there. I don't know why. There was some some back and forth about that. But anyway. Um, but yeah, man, Burner was dope, bro. I actually saw Burner live, free show in Brooklyn. I saw that. I saw that. I was, I like, was right in the front, too. I didn't know. <laughs> bro, it was unreal. I found yeah. it, like, by accident on Eventbrite. I'm like, no way. I pulled up that thing solo because it was last minute. Yeah. I went by myself. Put on my Nigerian fit, mm. went right to the front, my tall self, and you know <laughs> I was just standing everybody. there, bro. Block. I didn't care who I was blocking, bro. I'm saying if I'm I'm going to see <laughs> Burner Boy, shorty behind, pick me up. Yeah, bro. I was like, nope, nope, man, nope. You ain't you ain't doing that to me. <laughs> Any other um, concert? Yeah, yeah, bro. But man, Burner was crazy, bro. I love his new album, African Giant. Ah, bro, it touched a different string in my heart. Yeah. Hand on my heart, bro. It touched a different string like that. That album is crazy, man. I, I I was gonna ask you your favorite song for that, but I I'm thinking myself like I don't even have a fa- I can't think. Dangote, Dangote, okay. Dangote is one of my favorites because uh, I was actually in Nigeria when that came out. Oh. Um, or not? I'm sorry. I was listening to it right before right before I went to Nigeria, and I went into Nigeria with that song in my head, and that that song was literally just the vibe. This was before the album came out or anything. Mm-hmm. That was one of the singles he dropped. And that song was crazy. Or uh, Gabona is one of my other favorites, man. On the Low, everyone knows that yes. one. Um, Omo. Omo, African Giant, Collateral Damage, it's Spiritual, bro. The, the song spirit. with YG. Oh, yo, yo they, all those songs. Shout out to YG. Shout out to YG for being on a Burner Boy album. Yeah. That really surprised and me. And Future. Yeah, and Future. Yeah. And Future. That really surprised me, man. I didn't expect to see YG on there, but... Man, that album is crazy, bro. It was really, really amazing. And after I went to Lasuk with Rob, shout out to Rob. Mm. Um, it was that's all all African music. If if anybody wants to go, it's it's Le a Souk great. on Sunday. Yes, it's a thing. Lasuk on Sundays. They yeah. say brunch Sundays at five p.m. But yeah, never mind hey, brunch. It's, nah. it's not brunch. Africans, but, we know they do brunch. <laughs> we know they do brunch. <laughs> but nah, it's, it's nah, definitely man. it's definitely a, a great a great experience just to see people who who value your culture the same way that yeah. you do and i saw a west african dollar over there mm. um and and it was just just seeing different people was was great one thing i will say about a lot of black clubs almost mm. all of them not enough space never we never have enough never we because moved, we like to dance we, we move like the most stand. out of anybody we don't have yeah, enough space yeah bro and yo it's always hot <laughs> that's it's always hot, man. But yo, we too. But we like to dance. That's yeah. in our blood, bro. That's what we do. Yeah. So we gonna get. It's gonna get hot. Oh, no, you still gonna and, dance? No, we people what? gonna get pushed. Come on now. <laughs> you There's get... never been an African part where people are standing around. Exactly. Never. Unless we watching a white person dance, we like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Then you stop. Then you, like, <laughs> then you stop. Damn. And if they can dance, oh man, yeah. that's when it gets lit. Exactly. <laughs> but even in leaving, we left at like ten, eleven, or something because mm. we had work and all that stuff. Outside, it was like a sea of people still. Yeah. I was like, wait, y'all just getting in? Right. I've been here since 6, 7. Yeah. We're trying to get it for free. Nah, I've been here since 6, 7. And y'all, and, y'all, and y'all still here? I was like, damn, nah, this is a vibe. I'm like, we got to come back for this. Yeah, day. definitely. Oh, we'll link up, bro. We'll definitely yeah. go out there, man. Definitely a good time, bro. And then it was it was after I met her, and I was like, oh, that'd be dope to do a podcast with her. Mm. And then I was like, it'd be dope to do an African-themed podcast because Afrobeats has gotten so big. Crazy. With, with all these artists, Wiz Kid, Davido. Crazy. Burner Boy mm-hmm. and, and Rima, so many more, just just uh, becoming more and more uh, in tune and and a part of, I would say, American culture, mm-hmm. where every single day, without a doubt, if I turn the radio on to Power One Five One One Hundred Seven, 
serious, not so much. They get to play more of what they want. Mm-hmm. Fall. Yeah, man. Every single yeah, time. Yeah, David Doe. Yeah, he took over the way. 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's crazy. Um, Chris Brown. Yeah, uh, you see that? Now he's on tour with Chris Brown. Yeah. It's crazy. He and and they have a they have a new song. Chris Brown just put out twelve more tracks. It was just the forty five wasn't enough. Uh, and with another song with Davido on it, and it's wow. it's, 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 a, it's a banger too. Um, Unreal, that, that was when I got the idea, and I was like, hmm, let's do an, an African themed podcast, and Sick. then we could get like a guest from every country if we can. Mm-hmm. That'd be like a that'd be something cool to try to get one from every country and not repeat. Yeah, that'd yeah, be, yeah. That'd be, that's like that's a tough one to, yeah, to do. Yeah, but yeah. but I would think like once a month. Like and then and then we get there and we sit down we get their story because um I, I'm like I said I met African African uh, West African doll mm-hmm. I met Clifford Musu mm-hmm. mm. I met him like three times yeah. one I was I was walking home from my internship and I was like oh it's Clifford right here wow, that's I said what's up what? we, we we like the video I like the love the videos the whole family watches it of course that's um. Second time was at 760, hmm. 760 rooftop. I just saw him and I was I was waiting for him to dance. He ain't danced. Mm. <laughs> he probably tired. <laughs> he probably tired after dancing right. at home and everything. And third time I was just get, getting off the train and I see him. I was like, Yo, yeah, that's I was crazy. Man everywhere. Um, but that but then I had that idea and I was like, oh, let me let me let me link up with, with Benji and, and then see if if he'd be down with it. For sure, man. It was great. Head. As soon as you said it, I was like, that's a dope idea. Thank you, man. Dope idea. With with the rise of of Afrobeats in in not only Africa of course but yeah. but in America globally too globally. taking over globally Europe as well. Do you think that that one day we could reach a level where it's okay to go outside and just and just be free, just be? Mm. Yeah, I'm African. I'm here because because there's a lot of notions that <coughs> Africans hate Americans, Americans <laughs> hate Africans, and it's just like what <laughs> I'm like I've never encountered I've never personally encountered like black Americans who hate Africans and African people who hate who hate Americans. Right. I've, I've personally never encountered that. Yeah. So every time I hear it, I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you, bro. I remember when it wasn't cool to be African. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember, uh, and it's been in the last maybe two, three years, it's been, I've seen a shift. Mm-hmm. You, you get me? Yeah. And, uh, like, I'm, like, I, I don't say, I don't have an accent or nothing, bro, but, like, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Because I grew up speaking English and French at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning both in school at the same time, so like there's no accent with either language. Mm-hmm. Um, and but my parents are extremely African. Mm-hmm. You get me, like on a different level, African. Yeah. And one's East African, one's West African. My dad from Nigeria, my mother from Ethiopia. So <clears throat> I always had different influences in my life. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Europe. I have East and West African in my household, and then I have this American influence through the basketball and like yeah. going over there and stuff like that. So it's really all of it. You know, mesh combined, mm-hmm. um, which I found interesting. So I always got to, and, and growing up in Switzerland, I went to an international school. So I got to see a lot of different cultures and I got acclimated to a lot of different cultures very young. Yeah. Right? Um, so, like, the idea of, like, you know how, like, I guess uh, uh, black Americans will call Africans, like, African booty scratch or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. I've never been called that in my life. Yeah. And I only knew that through, like, lyrics and songs. Like, somebody would say mm-hmm. something, like, and I, I, I was like, oh, I, I didn't get it. I didn't even know yeah. it was I was like, what? I don't know. Yeah, social media. Uh, right, right. Michael Blackson. Yeah, Michael Blackson. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's crazy. Yes. That man is funny. Yes. Um, but yeah, bro, I think I think we definitely gonna get there, man. It's been so much more accepted, bro. Now I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I'm half Nigerian, half Ethiopian, yeah. and like, it's crazy, like the reaction, how the reaction has changed. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. Yeah, unreal. And like, you see the craziest people that are into Afro beats, or Afro beat rather, because Afro beats is like a specific type of music yes um but so many people that you wouldn't even expect are into it 
And I'm yeah. like, what? That's 100%. crazy. Like, you know, you know, David, you know, yeah. boy. like, I, I remember I met this one girl from Italy. She knew more Afrobeat music than I did. I was like, what? Like, yeah. she was really on it. She knew the dances. She knew, <laughs> she knew the shaku shaku, all of yeah, it, bro. That's, I was like, that's how people who, unreal. who when, when people, other people first started listening to hip hop, we were probably like, wait, you know this song? Yeah, yeah. man. That's how, the, and the clothes now is becoming yeah. a huge thing. You get me? Like the mm. shirts and all that. You see them mm. even around Harlem, which is why I love living in Harlem. Got no complaints. I love living in Harlem. Um, I see a lot of Africans, bro, and like, also like me personally, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a West African. I guess you can't say West African, but I'm a, like a Nigerian specifically that speaks French, mm-hmm. right? You don't see that often because Nigeria is an English speaking country, yep. and there's a lot of French people. You know, the Senegalese, Congo, Benin, Guinea, all these all these countries speak French. Yep. Um, so I tell people, yeah, um, like I'll start see, like, man, I can't tell you how many times it happens with my friends. Like, if the bouncer would be Senegalese or something, I start chatting them up mm-hmm. or our Uber driver would be, you know, like yeah. all these people in random different places that are all African yeah. and like, I can connect with the people that speak English, I can connect with people that speak French. Um, so it's crazy, man. And, and I just, I can't wait until we one day get to a point where it's the United Nations of Africa or, Uni- or United States of Africa, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, that day would be crazy. It would be that, and that's one of the things because I wanted to. I I always have like big goals and aspirations, mm-hmm. and, and one of the people that I look up to is Malcolm X, mm-hmm. and how he tried to unify black people in America. Of mm-hmm. course, he he was in Harlem, lived mm-hmm. in Harlem. He has his his uh, church temple, or I, I don't know the exact term, but it's in Harlem, and and there was actually a tour bus going through Harlem. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. um, and, and they were and they were they were showing that, but to like what Burna Boy he talks about a lot is trying to unify Africa and being one because right. it's broken up into so many pieces. It has been. It has been. This uh, this colony had this one. This right. colony had this yeah, one. Yeah, man, a it's British, a crazy Italian, concept. Italian, crazy concept. Uh, French, and everything, and, and <coughs> Dutch even. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, South like, Africa. That yeah, that the Boers in South Africa. That's one thing that that I'm not afraid to say because I'm, I'm Dutch, but I understand my history and I know right. what they did. And and even though I am, I'm not gonna just. You know, like oh, they weren't that bad. No, nah, they, they were man. a part of it. <laughs> it was crazy. They were a part That's of not it. What they did, bro? You yeah, me? yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But it's, I mean, it's interesting. Like, you know, another person that talks about this a lot is uh, Jadena. Yes. And his album is something yes. I've been stuck on for a while. I've been listening mm-hmm. to his album, 85 Africa, yep. like crazy. And he's somebody that I relate to a lot as well because he's got that American as well as the Nigerian mm-hmm. side. I think he said he grew up in Nigeria until he was about six. Um, and he talks a lot about the diaspora, which is basically the black people that were taken from Africa mm-hmm. and, you know, um, impacted in America. And, and like, over. you know how they, they don't know basically where they're from, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, if you walk on the street, over here and you ask a black person yo where are you from they'll say like Kansas, Missouri da 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 or wherever wherever like nah bro like where are you from in Africa and, like, and they don't know yep. and that's power and that's something that doesn't happen as often in like London for example mm. yeah if you go to a black person in London most they of the time they'll they... tell you something like yeah no I'm from Nigeria yep. I'm from Cameroon I'm from Guinea I'm from yep. you know Burkina Faso I'm, I'm from all these places because mm. they know that yeah. and they have that there so they'll say yeah I'm a British born Nigerian, British-born XYZ. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always find that interesting. Here, you don't have that as much, you know. So, But I'm happy that that, that, that narrative's kind of changing. Yeah, and the conversation's definitely definitely starting to happen. Yeah. yeah. And shout out to Jadena, though. Shout out to That's him. Dope, that was a great he, push, he pushes it heavy. He does. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see. And and now at the BET Awards, they have the, the best international artists mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And Bernard Boy's mom, she was the one that, that accepted uh-huh. it. And she that said, speech? remember... 
Before Unreal. you were anything else, you are African. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay. It's the truth. That re- yeah, that's resonated. Yeah. But it's definitely harder for people in the South because they had to deal with slavery. Then they, of course, that's man. That's where it's it difficult, really, bro. they really difficult. like made them forget. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, in, in South Carolina, I think that that's like the most popular port that they came through mm. or, or, or state that, that they were dropped there. Um, that's what Charlemagne would keep, he kept saying that, mm-hmm. that he grew up in Monk's Corner, but South Carolina, that was like a big place where, where a lot of the slaves were, were brought to. Um, but a lot of them are from, from West Africa, mm-hmm. um, because the yeah, way man. that the, the, the geography and, and, and the way that the, the land and, and is set up that the farming that they did was perfect for, for that, that mm. condition over there. And they were also brought up through South America, uh, Central America and stuff. Like we forget that too. Yeah. That's another sure. place where like uh, Dominicans and, and, and Puerto Ricans and, and people down there, Haiti, we forget that they're African too. And that's like a, 100%. that's another conversation Yeah, where, where now we're talking about, uh, we're talking about color. Yeah, not just where you're from. It's it's now your color. Where it's like, no, I'm lighter than you. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, yeah, but they don't like you either. It's crazy, and, right? And a, and a lot of the music is the same too. I was listening to one. Everything about them is the same. I was like, yo, is that the same instrument? I was like, mm-hmm. yo, I've heard that instrument before in in in, in a lot of music, uh, Cameroonian music and stuff. I was like, that's the same. Th- we're the same. Mm-hmm. We're we're um we're so we have to get to a point, and I feel like now we're we're starting to get to the point where where we will have that conversation, and it will be will be more acceptable to it's definitely happening more African. often man um, like something something people should do is is google google Haiti and then google the Dominican Republic just google it mm-hmm. and put it on images and see the pictures that come up you see Haiti is like destroyed mm-hmm. and the Dominican Republic is all like beaches and stuff man that's the same island <laughs> it's the same island my Haitian brother brought this up to me man and it blew my mind I was like wow this is crazy mm-hmm. this is the same island I can go to this place and this place bro the same place mm-hmm. It's, it's unreal just because the Haitians yeah. are darker they start you know yeah but it's, it's mad it's just but like, like you said though the conversation is happening though right yeah. it's just like New York you go to Westchester mm-hmm. come, come to uh, Bronx Brooklyn like you, you'll see places that are that are tatted up and mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a lot of people are in poverty and, and things like that but it's the same place same bar- Harlem is a good example of that yeah Harlem's on the same island as Midtown and, and yeah. Fight Eye and all that you know mm-hmm. it's the same little strip of land mm-hmm. it's crazy so growing up in Switzerland and and being from being of Nigerian and Ethiopian descent, mm-hmm. did you grow up with any? You said that you didn't have any uh, friction between people, or um, you know, I'm sure there was, but I didn't notice it as much because my parents did such a good job of like letting me know, like, yo, you're different, you know. And I also mm-hmm. had three brothers, yeah. So I've always had a hard time relating to people. Uh, because of like all the stuff that like you know like Ethiopian Nigerian American European like all that stuff meshed together not a lot of people have those mixes so yeah. I always had a hard time relating to a lot of people That's so funny. I would just I was cool with being different mm-hmm. like I was cool with it like yeah nah I don't I don't yeah. do that. Or like, uh, that's not cool. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's cool with me. Like I did. I wasn't really a conformer. Um, all, all my brothers are like that. Mm. we're all kind of in our own land you know what I mean Like, yeah. and we've come to accept that as well like we had talk on the phone like all the time like and I remember explaining to my little brother before he went to freshman year of college he was like uh, I was like bro you gonna realize like nobody's really gonna be able to get get you like some of the perspectives you have yeah. is not gonna be shared mm-hmm. um, but I mean in Switzerland it was cool because like I said there was a I went to an international school Yeah. so it was really when I say international I mean really international man there's 
I can, you can name any country. I know somebody from there. Like, mm-hmm. not not literally, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. the majority of places. You know, if I want to go visit a country, I most likely have a friend that's either there or has a house there or something along those lines. Like, that's dope because that's something that Americans don't get. Yeah, like, that's a lot true. Of people that are especially in the Midwest mm-hmm. and and the South, like they don't get like. Oh, let me go travel here to Italy mm-hmm. for a week. But on on you know people from LA, people from New York and stuff. You're on the coast already, so it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But also like you're just being in New York, you see so many so many different people. Yeah, New York is crazy. You come here and then you meet people from all over New York the world. Is crazy. It's just like, it's its know, own. I don't know if I could leave New York to be honest. I might go to Cali for a little bit, just check yeah. out the vibe and stuff. But I don't yeah. know if I could ever live. I told my else. friend because because we had that conversation. He's like, "Yo, because he, he his one of his favorite artists is from Cali. He's like, mm. I just want to move to Cali. He's like, but I don't want to leave New York. And I'm yeah, like, man. Just do nine to three, nine months here, three months there. Right. When it gets when it gets cold here, oh man, it's getting cold now, <laughs> bro. I'm shivering, man. Oh, I don't God. like it, bro. I hate it. I hate it. I could do. I could do with the like cold. the beginning of the fall when the leaves change colors. It looks nice. It yeah, looks hoodie hoodie weather is cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But after that. No, no, thank you. you no, let me let me get out of here, man. <laughs> let me go I'm to Cali, you, bro. Um, let me, bro, let me go back to Nigeria, Ethiopia, where it's nice and warm. Facts, man. I, bro, I'm telling you, I don't like the cold. Me but the, uh, to your to your point before mm-hmm. about Americans not traveling, um, is I I, I kind of see why, because I mean, man, this country's huge. People don't realize, like true. people yeah. don't actually realize how big this country. Most people yeah. are like, oh, the coast, mm-hmm. you know, Florida, and like they forget about the this country is ginormous. I've been to like ten states. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? And you're not even you're one fifth of the way there. Yeah, you get me? And yeah. you've been to ten, you know? And like so, um, <clears throat> like if you want to go see mountains, you could you can get that here. Mm-hmm. You want to go see the ocean? You can get that here. Mm-hmm. You want to go see uh, a giant lake, a giant forest, a giant you know? You can yeah. get that all in this country. So you type don't have to leave for yeah. anything other than a switch of culture. Yeah, and that scares people. hundred percent. A switch of culture scares people. You know, maybe mm-hmm. a different language, different foods. That's really what scares people. You know, spices. <laughs> spices. <laughs> That'll do it to a lot of people right there. Like, oh, no, that's seasoning. (laughs) Yeah, bro. What? Man. Oh, dog. I can't even. I Uh, can't even, bro. Spice? I love spice. I can't even. Bro. On everything. Everything. And anything. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Yo. Crazy. That's that's one thing that I do um, appreciate about my father because he is Dutch. Mm -hmm. But he did. He worked in in Africa, like, for years and years. I remember... Uh, I had sardines in the house. I was like, oh, I, I just wanted to go eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I asked him, and I was like, oh, you want sardines? Like, yo, I lived off that for like a year, so now I'm good, bro. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, my That's bad. Dope. That's my dope. bad. But, but he, he would like help... Um, help save the animals and everything with huh. against poachers and, and things like that, which is another huge, huge, uh, uh, huge topic that, that we could get into in another podcast. For sure. But we were watching, we were watching a documentary on it. And they showed like different countries and lines. He was like, "Oh yeah, you go there and there and there." And I was hmm. like, "How do you know this?" Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, what the fuck?" Because I, I knew he did. I knew he worked there, but like to the extent that he would see a map and he'd be like, "Yeah, that's there, that's there." Crazy. I went up there and I was like, "Okay, crazy." Um, but and he's been to different uh places, different cultures, tried different foods, mm. snake even. I was like, "Right, oh, right, right, God, man." That's a little For too sure. far. Um, but but yeah, here is it's just completely different. Like you said, you can get anything. You can go to New York, whatever, bro. The, one of Everything's the biggest here, city in the world. You go to to the middle where you know if you want to have a farm, you could do that. To yeah, the West man. Coast, if you like the heat and stuff, even the South. So you could get a lot of stuff here. It's it's, it's second. It's third. Is, is biggest country in the world? Yeah, yeah. Or, or second. Canada, I know Russia's bigger. By land, yeah, yeah. Russia, 
Canada. Canada. And and it might be the U.S. or yeah. one of these countries. By, by landmass. China's large, too. I don't know China, if it's big yeah. as... Definitely more people, though. Yeah. China, what? And <laughs> India. Um, but w- the reason I brought up your, your upbringing and if you dealt with it was because I was going to ask if there was racism here. Oh, yeah. Compared to, compared to, to 100%. Switzerland. 100%. You had to deal with that? Yeah, 100%. What was that like? Um, never never uh, outward racism, though. You get oh, okay. me? Like, yeah. never, like, I never had to deal with somebody, like, calling me the N-word or something like that to my mm-hmm. face. Uh, I think maybe because some, because people, were, I'm sure people have wanted to say it to me, but, like, when there's, I think when there's, like, a black person that kind of knows where they're from and kind of gives off that confident aura, mm-hmm. people are afraid to go there. Mm-hmm. Um because they know I could say way worse things to you. I could like really demoralize. You know what I'm saying? Like I could say things back. Um, like, so you're not going to say that to me or like I carry, carry myself well. So like, you're not going to be able to say that kind of stuff to me. But on the microaggression level, yeah, I yo. definitely saw it. <laughs> I definitely saw it, man. Yeah. And I own it too, actually quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, from a, from a people, from, from people that I, I considered friends. And then I started realizing like, wait, that was kind of, as I started learning yeah. about it, oh, yeah. I was like, damn, that was kind of, okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, got it. Like, I yeah. understand. And I wouldn't, like, confront anybody about it because teach your own. If you knew better, you would do better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I understood it, and I, I internalized it, but I understood, like, that's not true about me. Like, I understand that very, very clearly. Yeah. I, I know myself very well. I know where I come from. I know my mm-hmm. parents. They explain that to me very, very in-depth. Yeah. So not much you can say to me is going to affect me at that deep of a level. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at you like you're dumb. Yeah. Um, but I definitely encountered it for sure, man, for sure. Um, and it, it happens um, in passing, you know what I mean? Like, it still happens to this day. Oh, there was a lady who, who said the N-word, like, she was mad at a, 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 I guess, a UPS delivery guy or FedEx or whatever it was, uh. and she just said the N-word as she was walking. I was like, what? I was like, you, you lucky you're a woman. I was like, That's so crazy. Yeah. You know, I've never actually... But she I, said it walking away. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Yeah. You know how many yeah. people do that? I'm yeah. sure, bro, you know? But, uh, but it's funny, man. I don't know. I've never actually encountered it uh, full on, head forward. I wonder how mm. I would react. I ask myself yeah. all the time, but nobody's been brave enough. I mean, playing <laughs> hockey, that is, I'm sure it's that's, happened, and, that's and it wasn't the other team; it was my own team. Oh, that's wow. the part I that's was like, unreal. I, I every game, I always expected it from the other team. I always expected if I got a penalty or or if I hit somebody like a, in a in a bad way, that's stuff unreal. like that is coming. That's but unreal. it was always my own team, and I was like, y'all supposed to be on my side. Like we supposed to. That's unreal. Be the same squad, and, wow. and and it wasn't against me. It was against there was another black kid. And they said it about him, and oh, I was like, that's it was kind of like a little, like a, uh, like position, I felt huh? like it was my little brother because I was, yeah, I was a year old. Sure. I was like, I was like, bro, I'm not even a violent person. I'm nice, and and I don't, I try yeah. not to get me. I if if there's a situation where it's about to escalate or something like that, and I'm not part, I'm gonna leave. I'm excuse yeah, myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need no trouble. I don't need no parts. I don't need it, that it energy. I'm good. But at that point, I was like, fam, if you say one more word, I will, I will get expelled. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say exactly what I said, but I was right. like, and I, I grabbed my hockey stick because I was like, bro, I'm that mad. And I I just didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing at a certain point. And he came, yo, I'm sorry, bro. I was like, yo, just get away from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, just like, get away from me. You knew what you did. Right? And, yeah. You knew, you knew he you understood. what you did why you like, did it. Just automatically, he was like, oh, fuck. And I was right. like, come on, bro. Like, don't, don't do that here. And yeah, like, man. Yeah, so. That's and, unreal, though. That's crazy. That you had to, yeah. That's, that's an interesting perspective, that's, man. That's, that's probably, like, the worst. Mm. And, and it was always in a group. Mm. When they're by themselves, oh no, never one on one, never. But in a group, then they get power, and then mm. it's like, ah, we can do it. Courage, the hell we want, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they get a lot of courage. Then it's courage. true. Uh, it's true, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I agree with you, hundred percent. It was the same kind of ordeal. Mm-hmm. 
I would never get none of those microaggressions when it was one on one. But exactly, you're in a group. You start you start acting a little different. Yeah, at Iona but College, I just peep it. You know, see everything. At Iona College, uh, Confederate flag saw that. At Iona, I know. Yeah. Well, when I was in Florida, I saw that. That kind of shit didn't bother me because I'm like, yo, you're you're an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I guess it would bother me if they, if they were like saying stuff to me directly. But I was just like, yo, you're a fool. Like, mm. um, I, I think it it bothered me a little bit more because I left when I was three. Mm. It, um, so I was born on Ivory Coast. Mm. Then, but family. You speaking French? Oui, je parle français. Ah, mon passé, my G. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and so we, my whole family speaks French, actually. Mm. Um, and so, but all my family's in Cameroon. Mm. And so we left Cameroon when I was three. Then we moved here. Uh, so basically, I, I grew up here. Like I, I. I yeah. didn't remember anything from because I was I was mm-hmm, I was, mm-hmm. I was an infant little. at that time. Yeah, my mom she was like the first week we were here. I was sick and stuff, but she didn't speak English at that point, wow. so she didn't even know what to do, where to go. My mm-hmm. dad works for the UN, so he he traveled. He was gone, mm-hmm. and he he's Dutch. He speaks Dutch, English, and and French, mm-hmm. and so he was gone. And she was just like, "What do I do?" But so I grew up here, and then they ingrained that history in you, where mm-hmm. they talk about Martin Luther King. They talk. About not really Malcolm X, actually. Um, yeah. Martin Luther King and the racism and stuff like that. So that was, like, built in me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm mad. Um, and one thing that you said before was about fitting in, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel that, where I'm like, I didn't, I was born there, but I didn't live long enough to, to actually be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Here, I wasn't born in America. As soon as you're not born here, then, like, oh, you're not really American. Mm-hmm. Or or even, especially New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They're like, oh, you wasn't York? born and raised in Bronx, bro? <laughs> then moved then moved to canada uh canada was was cool i mean i love canada i didn't like you said we talk about the microaggressions i personally as a kid i didn't really see it i was like Mm -hmm. oh we're just playing hockey and friends but my mom she told me some stories and she was like they kind of said this and that i was like really um yeah as a kid kid, yeah it's the innocence innocence. man and it's, it's Everything is so pure and like yeah, nothing really. Man. Yeah, man. And it's just at a certain age, it just turns. And and my little sister yesterday, they were talking about in the middle school, somebody drew a swastika mm. in the bathroom, and I was like, already at mm. that age, I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and then then came back here. So so like you, I'm kind of like a little bit everywhere. I'm like yeah. I'm not so much into one thing. Right. That I'm I'm like. And I told one of my exes this. I was, she was like, "You're African. You're straight." Out. I was like, "Yeah, but I'm this and that too. Like mm-hmm. you're forgetting. Like I'm not right. trying to say that I'm not African." And she was like, "Why are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm not trying to say I'm not. I'm just saying that I'm more than that. I'm this and that. Like yeah. that's just what I am." Yeah. And so like I kind of, kind of feel a little bit out of place, but I have like a foot in in in, in each door kind Word. of like growing up Word. in seeing Europe, going to Panama, going to South Africa, going to this place. So yeah. like we both have like an international view for sure. Of for both from outside America and inside America, yeah. which which is actually really cool and really dope, and that was another reason why I wanted to do the podcast. I was like, that's that's a great great. Yeah, thing I didn't to, know your dad worked for the UN. My dad did too. Oh really? Yeah, so that nice. explains it to be honest, right? And exactly. and it's funny though because, um, I think UN kids especially, yeah, have that kind of. Yep. There was two dudes in college that went to both went to Iona. Uh, both they played on the soccer team. They're both. UN, they're both their parents were from UN, and those are two of the, some of the guys that I probably related to some of the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were they were cool guys and all whatnot. Uh, but it's funny that you say that, man. Like it's true. Uh, yeah. Like you don't be sitting in one pocket; you just have different exactly. pockets that you take from. And and I felt like that's uh, what I understood as a young at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like totally cool with not 
fit. I, like, I guess when I was really young, I was like, yeah, why can't I do this? Why can't I? You know, what I mean? why aren't I? Yeah, but then I like, kid. yeah. But then like when you have that reinforcement of like your brothers and your family and whatnot, it's like, yo, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And then yeah. when you're adult, then that's and that's, that's when you as you kind of extra cool with it. You're like, yeah, you you don't want to be for one place. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, like a little some people, awkward, like during the teenage phase, probably. Yeah. You're like, Damn, I don't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? But 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 then as you become an adult, and you're like, nah, this is what I am. Like I am what I am. It gives me I different perspective. Be. Exactly. And I and I I learned to cherish that kind of perspective, oh, and I also right. learned to cherish other people's perspective because of it. Because you know, I valued my perspective, so I was like, all right, you know, if I can think of things differently, what does he think? What does she think? What is you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So that allowed me to value people's perspective and different perspectives so much. Yeah, definitely, man. I think we could end on that note because this, for is, sure, this man. has been dope, man. 100%. Uh, thank you for coming. Absolutely, I mean, you live bro. live off the street, so it's going to be easy for, for to do the podcast. Yeah, bro, 100%, street. man. Anytime yeah. you guys will have me back, bro, I'll come through, man. Yeah, 100%. We're yeah. going to get you on the damn podcast, too. Just for sure, man. Shit like that. See just, my man down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, let, let people know where they can reach you. Uh, Instagram is Real Benny with two N's and two Y's. Uh, I don't really use Twitter. Snapchat's the same. Uh, but Instagram's probably the one that I'm on most of. Got you. I got to get people on Twitter. I keep telling people. On Twitter? Because 90% of the jokes on Instagram come from Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, sit on Twitter much. But, I mean, I don't tweet. But I'll, I'll read Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think no. that's uh, definitely funny. Yeah, 100%. Uh, catch me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Life of Drew, L-I-F-E-O-F-D-R-E-W. Two underscores after that. Yo, thank you, man, again for coming. Absolutely. And... We're going to see. We're going we gonna to start our own little podcast. Mon frère. Mon frère. Photo. Nice, bro. All right, peace. Niggas been counting me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is off balance. I'm back on my shit. The bitly is dirty. My sneakers is dirty. But that's how I like it. You all on my dick.